Good evening, good evening, good evening, everyone. This is Arthur Pearly Martin, and I dropped in to ask the question. Are you stuck in your own thoughts? (laughs) We're getting ready to deal with this. We're going to talk about mindset strongholds. That's what we're going to talk about today, how our own thoughts are holding us captive. Are you being held captive by your own think stinking thinking? We're getting ready to dig into it. But first, we're going to pray. Father, we just thank you for being in the midst of us, for leading, guiding, um, for opening the eyes of our understanding, Father God, so that we can hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying, for giving us a heart that's tender towards you, Lord God, so we can receive your living word, your transforming word, Father. We thank you, Father God, that as we learn the truth, Lord God, that we will be delivered and set free. For you tell us that if we continue your word, that we are your disciples indeed and that we will know the truth and the truth will set us free father we thank you for setting us free today father god we thank you for a liberating word father we thank you for a rhema word in the name of jesus we thank you lord god that we come before you with a humble heart father saying not our will not our way we're not know-it-alls father god we're coming to learn from you father god we're coming to sup in fellowship we're delighting ourselves in your word in your way and your will father for you said if we for us not to lean to our own understanding but to acknowledge you in all our ways father and your promise to us is that you would direct our path so lord god as we come before you today we thank you for directing our path in jesus name we pray amen thank you guys again for joining in on my podcast this is arthur pearly martin with biblical principles for inner healing and i'm coming before you again today because we're gonna i'm asking the question you know i gotta exit are you stuck in your thoughts Yep, we're getting ready to deal with those uh, stronghold mindsets, those thoughts. A stronghold mindset is an incorrect um, thinking pattern that has molded itself into our way of thinking. And these strongholds have the, uh, the capability to affect our feelings, how we respond to various situations in life, and they play, play a large role in our spiritual life. Um, stronghold mindsets are thoughts that... Uh, that that has formed our belief system based upon our limited life experiences. For example, you date a bad one, two, three bad guys, and you say all men are bad. Well, we know that's not true, right? But see, that's a mindset stronghold that has formed a belief system in your mind. And now instead of saying what God is saying, you're saying what your mind is saying because that is what you believe in your heart to be true. These are stronghold mindsets. So stronghold mindsets really is a form of stereotyping. You know how we say, well, they stereotype people based upon uh, statistics or you, one person cut in front of you now, all, all women are bad drivers. One bad woman cut in front of you on the highway, now you're saying all women are bad drivers. You know, and that becomes part of your conversation. And when you're talking to people, you're talking to them about things that you believe in your mind to really be true. This is your belief system. Your belief system is being formed by these stronghold mindsets. But today we're going to deal with these stronghold mindsets. We're going to cast down these evil imaginations and these thoughts that exalt themselves against the knowledge of God. 2 Timothy 10, 3 and 5 tells us to do this. He said, for though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. 
the weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world, right? Because the weapons of our warfare are not, uh, we're not uh, fighting against flesh and blood, right? Ephesians 6 and 12 tells us, but against principalities, powers, and rulers of the darkness, right? So, um, the weapons we fight with are not weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. How many of you know the word of God has is the power of God? So the word of God has divine power to demolish strongholds, stronghold mindsets, those belief systems. This is why Jesus tells us that if we continue his word, we are we are his disciples and we will know the truth and that truth will set us free. Whenever the truth comes, the word of God is a light. It's the light. So when the light comes, when the truth comes, it illuminates the darkness and the darkness has to flee. This is like, this is the deliverance. (laughs) This is deliverance. The word of God tells us who the son has set free is free indeed. So today we're going to get free from some stronghold mindsets. Okay. You know, some of those old wives wise fables if you cross the crack track you're gonna break your mama's back hey if you see a black cat that's so many years of bad luck those are old wise tales and second and first timothy 4 and 7 tells us do not waste time arguing over godless ideals and old wise tales instead train yourself to be godly set your mind on what does the word of god say you know, I know grandma said some things and mom and them said some things, but they're contrary to what the word of God says. Today, I'm, I'm asking you, are you stuck in your thinking? Because it's our thought life that keeps us in the position that we're in. We're never going to grow beyond what we know. I'm going to sit there for a second. We're, we can never grow beyond what we know. How many of you know that? And all our getting, we got to get some understanding. This is why it's so important that we spend time in the Word of God. Because we can never grow beyond what we know. Romans 8 and 6 says, Letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death. But letting the Spirit control your mind leads to life life and peace. Um, this is what I said earlier. Our body will do what the mind tell it to. So when we allow our carnal, unrenewed mind, which is enmity against God, the carnal mind is an unrenewed mind. The carnal mind is a mind that's filled with stronghold mindsets and belief systems that are contrary to what God says. We need to really be careful of the things that we're saying because we're preaching, we're preaching. <laughs> we're preaching whether we realize it or not. And we're planting seeds. I want to change and say we're planting. We're planting seeds. But I'm real guarded about the word of God because I'm really passionate about the word of God. And one thing I hate is uh is error. And um <laughs> I hate it because I know that it's a device that the devil used. Isn't that what he does? He just take one word out, put another word in. You know, he's plant these mindset strongholds in our mind and it's got us stuck in the position that we're at. If we want to change where we're at, we're definitely going to have to change our mindset. Right? So Romans 12, 1 and 2 tells us. Romans 12, 1 and 2 tells us to be not conformed to the world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of our mind, right? Let's let's look that up to get the exact word for word. It says, beloved, I wish above all, um, hold on, that's the wrong one, uh, but we're going to go to that one too. Beloved, I wish above all that you prosper and be in health 
uh, even as your soul prosper. So our, um, we'll go back to Romans 12, one or two in a minute. Um, beloved, I wish above all that you prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers, right? So in other words, we're not going to prosper uh, spiritually, physically, financially, uh, any in any area of our lives without our soul prospering. Prospering, as we begin to renew our mind, um, be not conformed to the world, but be, uh, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Our mindset is going to not only change our, the way we think, but it's going to change the way we behave. How many of you know that our mindset, our thoughts, our body is doing what our mind is telling it to. And our body is doing what we believe to be true. So Romans 12, 1 and 2, let's read the King James Version. It says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So we have to renew our mind. He said, be not conformed, be not conformed. Are you being conformed or are you being transformed? Are you being conformed to this world's way of thinking? This is what he's talking about. Don't think like the world think. But we need to renew our minds so we can think God th- God thoughts. Um, because we. this is what I want us to do today. I want us to think about our thoughts. Think about what you're thinking. Okay? Examine your thought life. Because we have to put on the mind of Christ. Okay? If we want to live Christ-like we have to have Christ's thoughts, right? And we have to believe what his word says. Again, this is why it's so important that we do spend time in the word of God, renewing our mind. How many of you know that the children of Israel could not exit and go into their promised land? It wasn't because it wasn't because the devil was stopping them. (laughs) The devil wasn't stopping the children of Israel from entering into the promised land. It was their thought life. It was their thoughts their thoughts they couldn't forget those things behind they kept wandering in the wilderness it was their thought life that was holding them captive and God said that a heart of unbelief is an evil heart so they wandered in the wilderness they wandered in the wilderness because that's in that what we do when we're when we're in order to break a cycle you're gonna have to change your thought pattern we're stuck in cycles. We're stuck in uh, curses and things like this because of our way of thinking. Just because mama did it don't mean you have to do it. The devil is a liar. I don't know about you, but the word of God tells us that we have been uh, redeemed from the curse. Do you know we've been redeemed from the curse? Do you believe that we've been redeemed from the curse? Do you believe that we've been redeemed from the curse? Well, let's see what the word says in Galatians 3:13 it says Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law if we to experience victory every day in our of our lives we need to understand this truth right that Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law Galatians 3:13 Galatians 3:13 Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse from us for it is written curse is everyone who hangeth on the pole or curse is the seed that hangeth on the tree right 
Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, Curse is everyone who hangeth on a tree. That's English Standard Version, Galatians 3.13. I'm saying this to let us know that we have been redeemed from the curse. Just because mama did it, just because daddy did it, don't mean we have to do it. But how many of you know that that's even a stronghold mindset? Even, you know, having faith in that. Believing that just because mama did it, I'm going to do it. Or just because, no, you don't have, you, well, anything that we add our faith to, we will see it manifest in our lives. So are you adding your faith to family curses? Because here, Galatians 3.13 says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us for it is written curses everyone who hangeth on a tree so is your faith uh, based on the family curses oh I'm going to have cancer because my mama had cancer that's a stronghold mindset what does God's word say about that he said you've been redeemed from the curse so by us being redeemed from the curse we don't have to experience what they experienced because we're covered under blood we're under a new covenant we've been redeemed from the curse the curse cannot come here. But if you if you have that mindset stronghold, if that's your belief, because remember, a mindset stronghold, it develops our belief system. And, it, and, and the, the stronghold mindset comes from um, our belief system is built on things that we have experienced in our limited experiences. Because like I said, the truth of the matter is not all, we haven't eaten, you can't say all uh, McDonald's are bad because you haven't eaten at all McDonald's. I'm just using this for an example. You can't say all women are bad because you haven't dated all women. But see, this is based upon your limited experience. But if the devil can really get you to believe this, he can control your entire life by that one thought. Uh, Well, I'm not getting married because everybody in my family gets divorces. That's a stronghold mindset. Oh, I'm not getting married because it seems like everybody that get married, they get divorced. The devil is a liar. That's a stronghold mindset because everybody that gets married is not getting a divorce. Listen to what the words are. When those words are contrary to God's words, we're to cast down those evil imaginations uh, that exalt itself against the knowledge of God. How do we cast it down? We have to replace the devil's word lie with God's truth. That's spiritual warfare. This is why we got to hold fast to the confession of our faith. Because the devil is coming for our words. The devil wants to steal our words. Because he knows that life and death is in the power of the tongue. And if he can get us to say what he say. That causes us to walk in agreement with him. How can two walk together except they both agree? The only somebody we need to be rebelling against is the devil. I like to say we need to rebel against hell. We need to rebel against hell. So what um, um, 2 Corinthians 10, 3-5 tells us again. That, how, that we must cast down. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not... Um, the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish, to demolish. They have divine power to demolish strongholds. The word of God is the power of God. And when God gives us a rhema word, which we're believing he's doing right now to some of your, your, some of you are thinking about some of those thoughts that's contrary to what God's word says. Stronghold mindsets our belief systems 
incorrect thinking patterns that has molded itself into our way of thinking. These strongholds have the ability to affect our feelings. I like to say that those, uh, those, uh, your present pain is attached to some type of past. Past, uh, your present pain is coming from. It's attached to, to your past. This is why the devil wants us to live in the past. Because when we get to thinking those thoughts, those bad thoughts, those wrong thoughts or whatever, from the past, it starts bringing up those old emotions. The word of God says, forgetting those things which are behind. So we can press towards those things which are in front of the prize of the mark of the high calling that's in front of us. He told he told a lot that when he brought his family out, he said, make sure no one looks back. But Lot wife, she turned and looked back. When we long for the past, we too will begin to look back at the good old days. How many of you know we don't need to go back to the good old days? Because even the good old days, there's some memories and stuff attached to that. No longer mourn your past. God said to, uh, was it Jacob, Joshua, how long would you mourn Moses? He's dead. How long are you going to mourn over your past? It's gone. It's done. It's over. We have to be willing to move past our past before we can move into into our future. And some of us are stuck in our thoughts because we're stuck in the past. And so we're reliving, we're re because we're thinking about it and, and we're feeling the emotions from it. And so we're real reliving it emotionally. I mean, even if it was a good thing, God is saying, I want to do some new things. I need you to forget those things which are behind. So you can press into those things which are ahead. Because the plans I have for you, says the Lord, are good and not evil to bless you, prosper you, and to bring you into great success. Let's get rid of those mindset strongholds. Um, Galatians 10, I mean, 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5, we ended, we uh, stopped at verse 4, where it says the weapons we fight with are not the weapons of this world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments. See, we're talking about thoughts. Uh, verse 5 says, We demolish arguments in every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. Where is these things? The, bat- the mind is the battleground. It's taking place in our mind. The devil is putting stuff in our mind and trying to convince us that what he's saying is true and what God is saying is a lie. What lie has the devil told you to make you believe that the word of God is not true? That's my question. What lie has the devil told you to leave you to believe that the word of God is not true? But five says we demolish arguments and every pretension, but sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedience, you know, to the word of God. We bring that thought up under submission. Let's read another uh, translation. Second Corinthians 10, three through five. Let's find another translation. 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5. Hold on, give me one second. 2 Corinthians 10, 10. But what's your mind? What's your mindset stronghold? What lie has the devil told you to convince you that the word of God is not true? 
has he told you that your husband will never change that your children will never change that they're just like so and so they're just like their daddy they, she's just like her mama and eventually you start really believing that stuff those are mindset strongholds just because I know about those generational curses but we've been redeemed from the curse we already read that in Galatians right we've been redeemed from the curse of the law Cursed is he that hangeth on the tree. We've been redeemed from the curse of the law. Because he who knew no sin became sin. So that we could be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Second Corinthians. 2 Corinthians. Hold on one second. What's your mindset strongholds? Are you stuck in your thought? Has the devil convinced you to think they're never going to change? All men are the same. They do this every single time. Don't you know? If that's your belief system, it's going to affect your faith. Because if our belief system is going to affect our faith. Because right, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Are you stuck in your thoughts? Is your thoughts contrary to God's thoughts? And that's what the carnal mind is. The carnal mind is enmity against God. The, and, and stronghold mindsets are made up of carnal thoughts. The carnal mind is enmity against God. It thinks, in other words, it's contrary to what God says. The carnal mind is the unrenewed mind. Romans 8 and 7, King James. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. The only way you can tell which thoughts is carnal or spiritual is because of the word of God. It is a discerner of every thought and it knows the intent of every everything. Let's see Romans 8 and 7. Romans 8 and 7. I want another version. Romans 8 and 7. Hold on one minute. Okay, let's see this one. Romans 8 and 7. Um, NLT says for the sinful nature is always hostile to God it never did obey God's law and it never will Mm. the mind of the flesh is death but the mind of the spirit is life and peace if we want life and peace in other words we can't live a, a carnal lifestyle fleshly lifestyle and experience the peace of God if we want life and peace we have to live in harmony with God that's why he said we walk in the spirit and we walk in love we won't fulfill the lust of the flesh why is this because to walk in love means to walk in obedience to God so when we're walking in obedience to God we're walking in opposition to what the flesh want <laughs> so you see we can't have it both ways so when we walk in the spirit or when we walk in obedience to God we're walking in love in, in the in the, we're walk- not only are we walking in the spirit but we're proving to him how much we love him <laughs> He said, if you love me, obey me. Remember? So when we're obeying God, that's how we're loving God. So let's show God how much we love him. Let's love on God like he loves on us. By being obedient to, to what he says. Because when love is respect. So when you respect someone, then that's when you love on them. Right? Because the mind of the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God, God's law, nor can it do so. Those controlled by the flesh cannot please God. 
those controlled by the flesh cannot please God. This is why I asked that question yesterday. Is your want keeping you from God's will? Because the things that our flesh want is contrary to what God wants. And so when we're doing what our flesh wants, just know this, that we're not doing what God wants. There's no condemnation. It's a change is a process. So what we have to do is we have to spend time renewing our mind to the word of God. You say, I don't know where to start. Start with you. We say it all the time. We say we have issues, right? So start with your issues. What is it? Anger, envy, or maybe you're too kind. Maybe, you know, you give away all your stuff. Maybe you don't know how to say no. That's a root of rejection issue right there. Because God said, let our yes be yay and our nay be nay. Because everything else is from the evil one. So if I'm just saying yes to people because I'm trying to please them, then if I'm, if I'm a servant of men, then I'm not a servant of God. I need to say yes because God said yes. Not because I'm afraid of what people are going to say or what people are going to think. Or if I don't say yes, they're not going to like me. Anything done outside of faith is sin. If I'm doing it for any other reason than God telling me, and my heart is condemned, then it's sin. Do you notice that when you say yes to something and you really mean no, how angry you kind of feel afterwards? Because that's from the evil one. You said yes when you really should have said no. But because you was afraid of what they was going to think or whatever, you went on and said yes. But he said, let your yay be yay and your nay be nay because everything else is from the evil one. Stop saying yes to things you want to say no to. If people love you or like you, it should be not because of what you do for them, but for because of who you are to them. If people can only like you every time you're saying everything that they want to hear, then that's not a friend. That makes you a yes man. Your true friends will tell you the truth. So quit putting those people out of your life that has the courage and the boldness to stand up to you and tell you the truth because those are your true friends remember Proverbs says faithful are the wound of a, a friend but deceitful is the kiss of an enemy that means your friends will tell you the truth and you'll know your true friends by the truth they tell you but the mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God it does not submit to God nor can it do so we're on Romans 8 and 7 so this is why we have to renew our mind because when we become born again our spirit Excuse me. When we become born again, our spirit gets saved, not our mind. We have to renew our mind. Because we have to, in order to change our way of living, we have to change our way of thinking. Right? Be not conformed, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Uh, Colossians 2.18 says, Do not let anyone who delights in false humility and the worship of angels disqualify you with speculations about what he has seen. Such a person is puffed up without bias by the unspiritual mind. I'm sorry for reading that. It's not really going in with what I'm saying. Do not let anyone who delights in false humility and the worship of angels disqualify you. I'm trying to talk about the carnal mind. It's enmity against God. The unrenewed mind. We can't live Christ's life without renewing our mind. James 4 and 4. You adulterous. Do you not know that friendship with the world is hostility towards God? Therefore, whoever chooses to be a friend of the world renders himself an enemy of God. Lord Jesus. Why is this? Because to be a friend with the world way of doing, the world way of thinking, and the world way of living is opposite to who God is. 
Love not the world nor the things of the world. For if we love the world, the love of the Father is not in us, right? What's the love of the world? The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Let's look that up. That's what the world is. Be not conformed to the world. The lust um love not the world. Let's look that up. Love not the world, neither the things of the world. First John 2.15 Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, love for the Father is not in them. John 2.15, King James. Let's see. Love not the world, nor the things that are in the world. If anyone, any man loves the world... Hold on, I lost my spot. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh... See, he, this is what he's saying. For all that is in the world... Listen to this. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passes away, and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of, the, of God abides forever. It's the doer of the word is blessed, not the hearer only. But I wanted you to catch. You see there what the love of the world is? When it says, be not conformed to the world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of the mind. We cannot live like the world. These are the three doors in which the... Uh, the when we talk about worldly, we're t- really the love of the world. What is the love of the world? the lust of the flesh the lust of the eyes and the pride of life it's not of the father but it's of the world these are the the three temptations of Christ right the lust of the flesh the lust of the eyes and the pride of life these were the three temptations that Christ had to overcome remember when he was tempted in the garden and then we talked about it again yesterday in Genesis 1 where um those are the three temptations that the devil used to entice Eve, Eve to eat. When we love the world, the desires for the things of the world is going to draw us away from the desires and the things of God. So how do we change our desires? Well, I'm glad you asked because the Bible says for us to delight ourselves in the Lord <laughs> and he will give us the desires of our heart. So why is it? Why did he put it in that water like that? Why did he tell us to delight ourselves first? Because when we delight or take pleasure in, because that's what that word means, when we delight ourselves in the Lord, it's going to change our desires to the God's desires. <laughs> so then when we begin to ask for something, all we're going to be asking all, the only I'm sorry about that. The only thing that we're going to be asking for is what God already wants us to have. Do you really think that God would give us fleshly desires, a fleshly evil desire? So he's saying, I, this is what I need you to do first, bro. I need you to delight yourself in the Lord. Delight yourself in me first. Because there's no way we can say that we have walk in fellowship with the Lord and come out with the same evil desires. Now, we know that this is true because the word of God, again, it interprets itself. For if we say we have fellowship with him, if we say we have fellowship with him and still walk in darkness, he says we are a liar. Right? And the truth is not in us. That's what the word of God tells us. First John 1 and 6 says that. It says if we claim to have fellowship with him. Let me go back. 1 and 6. 
If we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in darkness, we lie and do not live out the truth. But if we walk in the light, which is his word, as he is in the light, which is our lifestyle. Remember he said, let your light so shine. Our light is our lifestyle. Okay, so when, um, if, if, if we, and Jesus is the light, true, right? But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus Christ's son purifies us from all sin if we claim to be without sin we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us if we confess our sins he's faithful and just and forgive us of our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness if we claim we have not sinned we make him out to be a liar and his word is not in us so here my main verse is six but if we walk in the light if um, if we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in darkness we lie and do not um, live out the truth but if we walk in the light as he is in the light we have fellowship with one with, with him right so we walking in truth when we walking in truth we're walking in the light Jesus said I am the way the truth and the light so when we're walking in truth we're walking in the light our light is our lifestyle so when my lifestyle is Christ-like, then I'm having fellowship with him. So he said, you know what? Come delight yourself in me. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. So to, to delight ourselves in the Lord, we have to spend time with him. We got to spend time with his word. And while we're doing all of these things, guess what we're doing? We're tearing down mindset strongholds. We have to agree with what God say in order to be free from what we believe to be true we have to bring those thoughts in ca- into captivity 2 Corinthians 10 and, um, 3 and 5 we have to bring those thoughts into obedience to what the word of God says in other ways when my thoughts is contrary to God's thoughts I have to choose God's thoughts over what I'm you know and that's how we're casting down those evil that's spiritual warfare that's the fight of faith when the Bible tells us to fight the good fight of faith that's the good fight because the devil's already defeated so the mind really is the battleground this is where it's all going down when he's up here so uh, putting these evil thoughts these thoughts in our mind that's contrary to what God is saying the way we pull down those mind hold strong uh, those, uh, those stronghold mindsets is by confessing and saying what God is saying. That's why confession is good, because confession is good for the soul. And when we meditate on the God's word, we will do it. Meditate to do, right? That's why they call murder premeditation, premeditated murder, because they think about it before they do it. So as we meditate, the word of God says to meditate to do. As we meditate on God's word, eventually we will do it. Let's meditate on God's word there and day and night. Just find your verse, something that has to do with your deliverance. Because the word of God is the power of God under salvation. This is how I'm delivered. I'm delivered through the word all the time. Because I'm looking for me. When when I'm doing things and acting contrary to what God is saying, then I'm, you know, I, I come to the word. I come to the great physician to find healing and health for my soul. Because, beloved, I wish above all that you prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. Our soul has got to prosper before any area in our lives prosper. We have to change our way of thinking before we can receive anything from God. 
because an unrenewed mind is a carnal mind this enmity against God because our carnal way of thinking is in opposition to God's way of not only thinking but God's way of living remember he said if we let our sinful nature control our mind it's going to lead to death listen to what he's saying Romans 8 and 6 it says if we let our sinful nature control our mind control our mind it's going to lead to death Why? once again because the body do what the mind tell the, uh, the, the body's going to do what the mind tell it to and when we let our sinful nature those sinful thoughts control our mind then we're going to act out whatever it is that the devil has put in our mind this is why we have to pull down those stronghold mindsets those thoughts that belief system uh, that we have in our mind um that's contrary to what God is saying. What stronghold mindsets do you have? What what? It's forming your belief system. And if you sit up and listen to people talk, you'll hear what they believe. You just won't hear what's in their heart. But you're going to hear what they believe. And some people are really convinced that things that they, we want. If, if that thought is contrary to the word, then what we need to do is find out what the words say and agree with what the words say. Because that's the only way we're going to be able to pull down those stronghold mindsets. I'm never getting married. Because, um, you know, whatever the thought is concerning marriage. What's your thought concerning marriage? Why are you afraid to get married? Whatever it is that's causing you to be afraid to get married, that's a stronghold mindset. Because marriage is God's idea and it's a good idea. But I don't do people. Well, um, God is into people. So remember what we had that Bible study about. Whoever does not have love does not know God. If you don't have love, you don't know God. Because God is love. Right? But when we when we walk in love, then we abide in God. And God abides in us. John tells us this. So what is it that causes you not to do people? You, your few bad encounters with a few people. Now you say all people, all women, all men all Christians, all unbelievers, all sin. I mean, come on. Wherever you have the word all at, that's a stronghold mindset. <laughs> Let's begin to pull down those stronghold mindsets. What are your beliefs? Your belief system is holding you hostage. Oh, they're never going to change. Oh, this is what they always do. So your faith can't work because really your faith is working because you're believing in what the devil is saying. The devil said to Eve, you will not surely die. But God knows in the day that you eat, you're going to become like God, knowing good from evil. The devil is trying to convince us that God's word is not true. Um, that's, you know, um, my dating identifier, Mary God's Way book, I talk about the myths of marriage. Why people don't get married? Well, really, those myths are stronghold mindsets. Well, we need to live together first so we can get to know each other. That's a stronghold mindset. That's a that's a carnal mindset. Hold on, wait a minute. Now, you guys want to promise me that when correction comes, you won't run. Because we can't be set free without knowing the truth. Jesus said we will, if we continue in his word, you know John 8.32 is my favorite verse. If you, if you continue my word, you are my disciples indeed. You'll know the truth. The truth sets you free. What does God's word say about that? What does God's word say about fornication? 
What does it say about overeating? There's no condemnation. What does it say about a carnal? Under, because see, today is a new day and we get to do what God say. What does it say about bitterness and unforgiveness? You know, those hidden ones, the ones we can't see. Envy. What does it say about that? You know, um, when we start dealing with the truth, you make you create a lot of enemies. They wanted to kill Jesus and, and kick him. But see, it's the truth. The devil, you know why the devil hates the truth? Because he knows the truth is the thing that sets us free from a lie. We got to know the truth to be set free from a lie. Beloved, there's no condemnation because today is another day that we get to do what God say. We get to repent from those wrong ways and we get to do what God says. What are some of those stronghold mindsets? Let's start pulling down those things and casting down evil imaginations and those thoughts that exalt itself against the knowledge of God. What is an evil imagination? Well, it's where the devil has sat there and gave you this picture and had you thinking up all this stuff that that's not even true. I don't know about you. I did that before. Had a whole story. And it wasn't even true. That was an evil imagination. Why? Because it was a lie. Are you believing the devil's lie? What lie has the devil told you? To make the word of God not true. I want you to take a minute out. And uh, when you exit. Because my, my uh, assignment for today would be look at your life listen to what you say and when you start saying things like all this all churches are like this all pastors are like this all men are like this all women are like this all this is like this whenever you see the word all just know that you're stereotyping because really that's what strong old mindsets are it's it's when we start stereotyping all police officers are bad all doctors are bad. Those are stronghold mindsets. That's a lie because you haven't met all police officers. That's a lie because you haven't been to every doctor. All hospitals are bad. That's a lie because you haven't been to it. But see, you, you took that, that those two or three experiences, encounters that you had, and you formed a belief. You let the devil form a belief system based upon your experience, your limited experiences. I don't know about you, but when every time I meet somebody new, they get a new chance. I'm not basing this friendship off of the last friendship. And I'm not basing my relationship with my last husband with my first husband. Why? Because they're not the same. People deserve a fresh start. So don't make this person pay for what the last person did based upon your limited experience. Everybody deserves a fresh start. What's your strong old mindsets? To, to move from the place that you're at, you have to change your strong old mindset. It's your belief system, your thought life that's holding you captive. You can't... The children of Israel, they wandered in the wilderness for 40 days. It was an 11-day journey. 11, 40 years... It was their mindset that kept them out. He, they sent the spies in. Twelve. Ten came back in, in, with an evil report. And two came back with a good report. They re, Just because the majority of the people believed it did not make it true. 
So quit following after the majority. And who is they anyway? This is what they say. Who is they? We had more coming back with an evil report than we had coming back with a good report. But because we had more coming back with an evil report, we chose to believe the evil report because in our mind, we think that numbers is what qualifies or make things true. Statistics. That's not what makes stuff true. Just because it happened like that for them does not mean it's going to happen like that for you. So don't even let anyone sit up and try to talk you out of what you believe based upon what they believe. Oh, girl, that's not going to work. Because last time I was here, they did this. It took five, six, ten hours. It was like this or like that. The devil is a liar. That, you know, everything that we do in word or deed, we need to do it unto the Lord Jesus Christ. And we need to walk by faith. We have the favor of God upon us. And never base you, what you're, you're, you're going to do um, off of what happened to someone else. Because they're not you. How about that? We have to approach everything in faith. Quit being discouraged. Don't let nobody talk you out of your dream because of their negativity. I believe um, that the favor of God is on me. And just because it happened like that for you don't mean it's going to happen like that for me. You see what I'm saying? So uh, you can keep you can keep all that over there. But you're not influencing me in any way. Because I'm going to let the word of God influence me. I'm going to let the word of God influence my thought life. That was your experience. And let's quit uh, teaching experience like it's true. Unless, you know, unless we're talking about something that God did because he's the, he's, he is the truth. Um, but even in that, we don't, let's not get stuck with that because just because he did it like that for me doesn't mean he's going to do it in that same way, exact same way for you. Okay, so let's not let's stop taking stuff and boxing it off in our mind and letting it become a part of our belief system and saying, well, this is how it is. It seems like everybody do this in my family. It seems like everybody does this in my. Come on now, let's come off of that. If you think because mama died from cancer, you're going to die from cancer. I'm telling you, we rebuke that in the name of Jesus. We cast down that mind, uh, that mindset stronghold because it exalts itself against the knowledge of God and we place the lie of the devil with the truth that says healing is the children bread and by Jesus stripes we're healed and so we have people walking around in fear because the devil is punking us trying to make us believe that because mama had cancer we gonna get cancer because mama died it skips this generation the devil is a liar because I've been redeemed from that curse sickness and disease is part of the curse and Jesus Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. For curse of the seed that hangeth on the tree. What's your stronghold mindset? Quit calling up some of those. Blessed is he who sits not in the counsel of the ungodly. We have Christian believers going to unsaved people for, for counsel. You know what kind of counsel you're getting? You're getting carnal counsel. Unless, now don't get me wrong because God used a donkey. But why are you going to the world for, for, for the word? The counsel is in the word. God's word is the counselor. The Holy Spirit is the counselor. When we don't know what to do, I don't know about you, but I go to the word to find me something that pertains to it. I'll, I'll Google it, Lexus, whoever, and I'll ask for 
Bible verses that has to do with whatever it is I need to know. That's where I get my counsel from. I begin to cry to the Lord, Lord, I need a word from your word. Give me a word from your word. Because I'm telling you now, if I'm talking to someone and what they're saying is contrary to what God is saying, I'm not listening to it. I don't care what your title is. The Bible says in the multitude of counsel is safety. But we're talking about, I'm talking about um, when it comes to godly counsel. I'm not talking about natural things. You may know some natural things. I'm not saying you can't tell me how to bake a cake, cook, uh, cook this or cook that. That's not what I'm saying. I'm talking about when it comes to spiritual things. Some of you are stuck because of something that someone said. And they told, what they told you came out of a stronghold mindset, came out of their belief system. And it's contrary to what God is saying. And so you're stuck. Oh, child, there ain't going to never change. Uh, my, my friend, you said like that too. And let me tell you what they did. And so you let them sit up and say this, all this negative stuff that's a part of their belief system. And it gets off in you. Remember that our words are seeds being sown into the hearts of others. Into the hearts and minds of others. So um, just because it happened like that for you doesn't mean it's going to happen like that for me. Or anyone else. That was your experience. It, it, that doesn't make it true. Because if what you're saying is not what God is saying, then it's not the truth. But stronghold mindsets keep our faith from working because stronghold mindsets are belief systems. And so we have to cast down those thoughts that's contrary to what God is saying so we can believe what he's saying. Because if those stronghold mindsets have got your mind made up, it's so dangerous to be set in your way when your way is the wrong way. There is a way that seemeth right to a man, but the end thereof is death. It leads to death. Because when my ways are not God's ways, then my ways are against God's way. And it's not going to lead to life and peace and godliness. I'm getting ready to end it here. But I want to end it here with this question one more time. You know I got to ask you again. What's your stronghold mindset? Oh, it's going to take a long time for me to heal because that's how it is in my family. We heal slow. That that's a stronghold mindset. When I, any thought that's contrary to or belief that's contrary to what God is saying, not only is it a lie, but it's a stronghold mindset. And so Jesus tells us, the word tells us in Romans 8, 1 and 2, to uh, be not to present our bodies at a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto the Lord. And be not conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. For and you know, this is the your reasonable servant this is your worship we have to renew our mind so you see it's not that complicated after all we say change is hard yeah change is hard without Christ but the word of God it is the power of God and it has the power to destroy those stronghold mindsets it's your thoughts that's holding you captive it's your thoughts that's holding you in bondage unless a person is demon possessed if you're demon possessed that means the demon has possession over your spirit soul and your body and if that's the case we command it to loose you right now in the name of Jesus Satan I command you to loose your hold off this person 
it goes now in Jesus name because he said those that believe not only shall they be able to lay hands on the sick but they can cast out devils and I command you I speak to you under the anointing and the power of God and I command you to loose this person right now in the name of Jesus but what's your stronghold mindset word of God will demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God and it will take captive every thought to to bring it in obedience it's going to take captive it's going to take those thoughts captive this is why we need to pay attention to what we're thinking think about what you're saying look at your I want you to examine your thought life look at all those things and when you begin to talk and you find yourself saying things like all anytime you hear the word all Remember, you're stereotyping. All Latinos is like this. All blacks are like this. All whites are like this. This is where prejudice comes in. It comes in through stereotype, which is based off of mindset strongholds. So we got this race not liking this race because they uh, they may have encountered a few black people. So now they say all black people are like this. Or they may encounter a few white people. So they say, well, all white people are like this. Or all Asians are like this. Or, but the devil is a liar because the truth of the matter is you haven't met all black people, all white people, all Asian people, all Mexicans. We haven't met. But based off those limited encounters now we have come to conclusion and that's what the devil do mindset strongholds are conclusions that we have drawn based upon our limited experiences and it's it's controlling our behaviors it's controlling because it's, it's our belief system when my belief system is contrary to what God is saying it's a carnal mind mindset and when we're not believing what God is saying we're believing what the devil is saying and that what he did with Eve he, he tricked her out the truth he told a lie. He got her to believe the lie. And so she did die. She carried out the act. Because the only reason she carried out the act is because she believed the lie. So our actions, our outward manifestations, our, our behaviors, our actions and reactions, our right and wrong actions and reactions, are, we already know are being motivated what we believe this is why it's so important we can change your mindset you can change where you're at a lot of you are stuck you're stuck in your marriage you're stuck you feel like you're stuck at a job to stand in you're just feeling stuck and a lot of that has to do with you won't change your mind we have to renew our mind it's those thoughts that's got you stuck. Now, don't get me wrong. Sometimes there's a hindering spirit. So sometimes it's demonic. But even in that, if you'll let patience have its perfect work and learn to be content in the state that you're in, that's warfare. We're being developed when we wait because tribulations produce patience and patience produce character. And we have to have character to go with the call. I'm getting ready to end it here. My time is almost up. But um, you guys, um, examine your thought life. And don't just let the devil just sit there and have a conversation with you. Because, you know, we say it all the time. Oh, I don't do evil. I don't do negativity, we say. I don't do negativity.
how many of you know if we're sitting there letting the devil say evil things to us we're fellowshipping with demons if we don't cast down those evil imaginations we're fellowshipping with demons I'm getting ready to end it here again my challenge for you today is to examine your thought life and those thoughts is contrary to what God say I replace them with the word of God with what God say you begin to change your thought life and you can change your everyday life Okay, I'm ending it here. You guys be blessed. Be so encouraged. Keep looking for the good in your day so you can see God's goodness all throughout your day. Again, this is Pearly Martin with Biblical Principles for Inner Healing. You guys share it if it has blessed you in any way. Keep looking for the good in your day so you can see God's goodness all throughout your day.